0: Hi, guys. Welcome to Farmer Fridays, where I get to interview agriculturists all over the state of West Virginia and now different parts of the nation. Uh, for today's guest, I feel like I'm you know, bringing a, a best friend on right now. Uh, we have Phoebe Taylor, who is an FFA advisor in Sissonville. So I'm actually going to go ahead and let her introduce herself and her agricultural background.
1: Hi, my name is Phoebe Taylor. Um, I am a graduate of West Virginia University. I graduated in 2022 in May. And then um, I actually was hired on as the teacher here at Systemville before I graduated. So that was kind of a cool experience. I wasn't expecting to get a job straight out of college. Normally uh, agriculture educators have a hard time finding somewhere to work after they graduate. So that was really, really cool for me.
0: That's awesome. Um, when you were growing up, what uh, led you into the agricultural career that you are in right now? So
1: both sides of my family have been agriculturists for as long as records have been kept. So um, we actually, my grandparents own owned a 200 and some acre farm uh-huh. and they would make all of their own products. Like they still made their own butter even after my mom started high school and even after she graduated. So that's really cool. Um, my grandmother was in charge of the food for the whole family and she grew a garden and canned And she didn't start working in industry until after all of her kids had graduated from high school and had moved out. So that was a really cool experience. That was kind of like um, people think that old-time farmers and people who like actually relied on the things that they were making stopped in like the early 1900s. But up until the 1980s, that's what my family was doing on my mom's side. On my dad's side, it was a little bit different. My grandparents, um, they, on my dad's side, also had a farm, but they had a more production type farm. Okay. So they nice. were making and selling like meat products instead of the produce and everything. Um, but it it's in my roots.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's going to be a really cool upbringing for you. And, you know, I also know that you were heavily involved in FFA in high school as well. Uh, What were you able to do during your time at FFA and how do you think that kind of led you to this pathway?
1: So, yes, FFA was a huge part of my whole high school career and middle school. I actually started when I was in the seventh grade in 2012. And I graduated in 2018, and then I stayed in FFA until I aged out at 21, and I actually got my American degree. So I'm super proud of that. That's a huge deal for me. Um, FFA opened so many doors for me. If it wasn't for FFA, I would not be here talking to you today. Um, I was one of those stereotypical, very shy kids Um, (laughs) in seventh grade. I think I talked to like three people, Mm -hmm. including the teachers. (laughs) It was... uh, it was an experience. And then I was kind of grandfathered into FFA because my, my dad was in FFA when he was in high school and my sister was in FFA when she was in high school. And so I wanted to join because they joined, not because I wanted to like learn about animals or anything like that, but because I wanted to be a legacy kid. Exactly. I wanted to make them proud and I wanted to do the same things that they did. So I joined for those reasons. And then after I joined, those reasons changed <laughs> drastically. By the time I graduated, FFA was the most important part of my life. And I still believe that FFA is still a huge part of my life even Absolutely.
0: now. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's I mean, you're you're the AG teacher at Sisson, Sissonville FFA or Sissonville High School, excuse me. Um, but you're also the advisor for the FFA chapter. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, so you also you left. It was it Ripley High School, if I remember correctly. Yes. Okay. So you left Ripley and then went to WVU. What experiences did
1: you get to have there? Oh, I love WVU. <laughs> it was fantastic. My professors there were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I think my favorite experience was actually working with Dr. Scott Bowdridge at the West Virginia Agronomy Farm, and we were in charge of the sheep herds there, and we got to help the graduate students run barrowman tests, and we helped collect fecal samples on the sheep that were there, and uh, Carter, my husband, and I both were a part of that, and it was such a cool experience. My favorite class was lambing management and uh, we actually stayed overnight at the farm and we like lived in the loft in the Mm -hmm. farm for the whole night. And uh, we were awake pretty much all night because we were doing two hour lamb checks and uh, then we had an 8 a.m. class.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's always, always rough.
1: (laughs) So I I think it's kind of cool to kind of draw
0: a lot of parallels between your experiences, and then my experiences too, um, I was an extremely introverted child in high school and middle school, didn't talk to anybody, but being a part of FFA really opened up, you know, who I was and opened up, uh, kind of allowed me to figure out how to open my mouth, if that makes sense. Um, Absolutely. And then. My time at WVU was very similar. My time during my undergrad actually was very similar to yours in the sense that I also helped with research with sheep and goats. Um, We both worked on the Haemonchus contortus parasite. Um, It's it's just phenomenal to hear your story. Um, So now you graduated WVU and you have an awesome job. And you said the other day that you say all the time that you have the best job in the universe. So tell me about the best job in the universe.
1: Oh, my gosh. I definitely have the best job (laughs) in the universe. So my whole job, I get to work with FFA and I get to work with high school students who some of them don't know anything about agriculture. Mm -hmm. And so I get to be that introduction to agriculture that they will look back on whenever, you know, they go into industry or after they graduate and and they're starting to do, like, hobby farming or or growing gardens or even plants inside. Um, So I just... I just love my job so much. My kids are fantastic.
0: <laughs> well, that's awesome. So you actually are starting. you have established the agricultural program at Sissonville, Sissonville High School. That's, yes. that's huge. So what are your current what does your current program look like?
1: So right now, as a first-year chapter, we have 147 at the beginning of the year. I'm not really sure how our numbers have fluctuated since. Um, 147 students enrolled in the agriculture class. And I have uh, 30 students that were enrolled in FFA. One of them has since transferred to Ripley. So now we have 29. Um, But we actually just had our officer interviews for next year's chapter officers, and 13 of my 29 students applied to be chapter officers, which I think is huge. I was so excited.
0: Yeah, that's a great, I mean, FFA is a great way for you to find those leadership opportunities and grow as a leader in your community, grow as a leader in your high school. So I love that. I love that so many of your students are willing to take that opportunity. That's so exciting. So right now um, you guys have a ton of agricultural introduction courses. How is that going to expand next year or maybe the year after that?
1: So yes, this year I teach six classes of introduction Mm -hmm. to agriculture and sometimes that's getting very repetitive and I'm (laughs) Um, next year, we're introducing an animal systems class, and I actually just wrote a grant and submitted a grant for uh, $15,000, and we're going to use that money to put in an animal handling facility so that we can do things with rabbits and chickens and ducks and maybe some small animals like sheep and goats and have the students bottle feed those and just give them a hands-on experience in the classroom that they're maybe not getting at home. because That's a That's amazing. Of money- don't have any animals at home. I have tons of kids that this is the first that they've heard of like terminology for animals. Like they thought cows was just everything. <laughs> then I learned bulls and steers and heifers. And, and it's just, it's very exciting.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I love that you have plans moving forward. You've got so many great ideas to grow this program and make sure that your students have all of these amazing opportunities like you did growing up. Um, So you've got the the plan for the animal handling facility. Tell me about the grant that you just wrote that got accepted to teach a certain skill on potentially cattle farms.
1: Yes, I was so excited (laughs) when you got to help out with that. So we just got a AI simulator from Reality Works Incorporated, and we are so excited about it because I think we're the first ones in the state to have that
0: that's I could be
1: wrong, but I'm pretty sure we're the first, and, and we're just very excited about giving that opportunity to the students.
0: Yeah, 100%. Now, that's a, it's a, a really, I guess, specialized skill to have. What are your hopes when students learn about this skill? What are your hopes for them
1: afterwards? So, actually, there are about three, four AI technicians that are in our area, and that's it, and it, it sometimes is hard to schedule as a beef producer, um, to get those people to come Mm -hmm. out and to work on the farm, so I'm hoping if I can get a few kids interested in it, um, they'll choose that as a career path, and eventually there'll be more than three in our region.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, that would be huge, Um, And I think that's one of the great things about any sort of agricultural classroom or, you know, getting involved in FFA is figuring out there's so many different career pathways that you can choose as an agriculturist. You know, you don't have to own a farm. You don't have to work on a farm in order to become a part of the ag industry. Are there any other, you know, plans that you have in the future to maybe help get children or the youth in in, uh, Sissonville excited about a potential career in agriculture?
1: Absolutely. We also are planning on putting in a plant systems class and building a greenhouse, and um, I would love to teach them floriculture design. I think that is so important, and there's not a florist in Sissonville. Really? So that's an untapped potential that my students could start after they graduate, and it's very exciting for me that that is something that I can teach them. After the plant science course, their their final year uh, in high school will culminate into a food science and technology class. And they'll pull aspects from plant science and pull aspects from animal science. And we'll do a, tar- a farm to table type uh, class with that food science. And I'm just very excited about teaching the students how to can and how to um, like, use the the products that we're making specifically meats. I think it would be so cool to put in a meats lab eventually. Um they're actually talking about po- the possibility of putting in another ag teacher here in the next 5 years. So wow. if I can prove that there is a need for us, possibly there's there's a need for another teacher here.
0: I mean, how could you not prove that there's a need for you guys? Like, I mean, there's agriculture is needed every single day and having the future of agriculture literally at Sissonville High School is that's huge. So, yeah, I I don't think you're going to have a hard time proving that need. (laughs) So you were talking about the farm to school or pardon me, the farm to table class that you're going to have. What are your hopes with that? Because that's going to be an amazing opportunity, not just for your students, but for the entire school as a whole.
1: Yes, so actually our end goal for that is to utilize the things that we're growing here at the school in the greenhouse and in the animal handling facility in our school cafeteria and to make that connection between growing our food and eating our food and having the students that are in my classrooms also consuming the products that they're making, which I think is a huge thing.
0: What's that video that's out there right now? Um, And the sound is, it's like a reward. Have you, yeah. Have you, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's exactly what it is, because, I mean, you are able to take the fruits of your labor and, you know, get that reward right back, and that's going to be a really great opportunity for your students, and not only are you teaching, you know, how all of that process works, but you're also teaching how to create those value-added products. You were talking about canning, and I was in her classroom the other day, guys, and there's an entire shelf full of canning materials, which is awesome because that's such a great skill to have and a great skill to learn. And I think we as young adults have forgotten about that skill at times. So thank gosh for my grandmother and thank gosh for my mom who's been able to pass that information down to me. And you're going to do just that for people who maybe don't have that that person at home to teach them. So that's going to be awesome. And not only are they going to be able to have that for their own personal life, but maybe they'll start selling their own products and have a a cottage food company in West Virginia. How awesome is that?
1: I'm so excited for the possibilities for the program and my students. And I just look forward to seeing where where we head in the future.
0: Yeah, there's so many different opportunities. And um, because you guys are so new, I think your opportunities and your possibilities are definitely endless. And I think you were telling me the other day that you had the opportunity to take on a job where the position was already set, where the program was already built, and I think you had multiple opportunities to take jobs like that, and yet you chose to start a brand new program. Why is that?
1: So yes, there was two different existing programs that came open at the same time that I heard about Sissonville, and I had a hard time trying to decide what I was gonna do because one of those schools that the position came open was my alma mater and I could have gone back home. Um, And the other was my student teaching placement and I fell in love with my students and I cried when I left them. So it was a very hard decision for me, but the deciding factor finally was that if I didn't come to Sissonville, they weren't gonna have a backup plan. I was the only person that was interested in the position. And if I hadn't come, they wouldn't have had a program. So I am so thankful now that I made that decision and that I decided to step out of my comfort zone and start a program as a new teacher. Uh, People were actually warning me against it. They were like, it's a lot of work. You're a new teacher. Like, you're going to overwhelm yourself. You're going to burn yourself out. But I love my job. And I couldn't imagine loving anything more than I love Sys and Vote right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a really brave decision and it's scary at times. I'm so sure. Like, I'm so sure when you first started all of this, it was like, oh my gosh, what did I get into? But you've fallen in love with your students already. You've fallen in love with the position. You've got so many of these amazing plans. And I honestly don't think there could have been a better person for that position. So- I'm excited to see how you guys grow. I'm excited to see what your chapter does moving forward um, and where you guys are able to take this program. Um, you were also talking the other day about you're about to start a horse judging team.
1: Yes, absolutely. We're very excited about that. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys should be. I know nothing about horses, but my girls were like, we want to judge horses. And and so I was like, okay, if you want to do it, let's do it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's how everything starts. You know, sometimes you don't know As much as you really want to know before you start a project Um, but that's the whole point of it it's a project it's a growth opportunity it's a learning opportunity and you guys are jumping head first into those opportunities and i could not love that more
1: yes we definitely are resonating with your uh, growing up growing ag platform this year (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we are definitely growing
0: yeah and i mean that's all you can do Uh, one of my favorite quotes is uh, actually from the musical hamilton And it's, um, oh gosh, how does it start? Oh, what is a legacy? It's planting seeds in a garden you never get to see. So sometimes you don't always get to see how your legacy is going to unfold. You don't always get to see the fruits of your labor, but you will see them in the future. So yeah, I mean, sometimes it's going to be hard when you first start out. Sometimes it's going to be difficult, but I can guarantee you with what you're doing, you're leaving your lasting legacy and your students are leaving their legacy as establishing this FFA chapter, as establishing this agricultural program this year. Um, And in years to come, you're going to be able to see the fruits of your labor come to fruition. You're going to be able to see that legacy unfold. So I'm so excited for you guys.
1: Thank you, we're also very excited. We have big plans for the future. This year we have uh, very much emphasized community service and uh, my students for National FFA week actually had uh, three community service projects planned. Um, One of them had to be postponed due to weather on Saturday. However, we did finish the other two. Um, We helped the Sojourners uh, Women's Shelter in Charleston and uh, donated items there. And that actually led to us having more opportunities to connect with Sojourners and work with the children that are there at the women's shelter as well. So we're going to be going back and doing some activities with the kids and and teaching the, the kids about agriculture a little bit, maybe some coloring pages and whatnot.
0: Oh my gosh, I just got goosebumps. That's (laughs) awesome. What an awesome opportunity for your kids. That is phenomenal. And um, you, I'm sure you have plans for more community service activities, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. We love community service. Um, my students. The other program that we did this week was uh, they collected items for the local humane society in Kanawha County. Um, they had actually posted on their Facebook page that they were completely out of wet dog food and running critically low on dry dog food, wow. and so to officers were like, we feel really passionately about this. We want to spearhead this. Please, can we do this? And I was like, absolutely you can. I love that you're taking an interest in your community. I love that you are paying attention to the needs of the community. like that's mm-hmm. phenomenal. I'm so proud of you. And uh, they, they took all of those items that we collected down on Saturday and, and they're just very excited. They're looking forward to working with the Canal County Humane Society some more in the future.
0: One of the uh, parts of the FFA motto is uh, living to serve. That's the end of the, the FFA motto. And uh, you guys are definitely uh, making that happen. You guys are truly living to serve. And I couldn't love that more. So yes. I for those of you watching at home, I was able to uh, meet Phoebe Taylor at the Kanawha County Farm Bureau meeting when I was up there to speak. Um, And I kind of wanted to also talk about something that you do outside you and your family. um, They own Taylor Family Farms and Custom Meats. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So my husband and his parents are actually the owners and operators of the business and I just kind of help out because uh, I came in a little later than the, than they did. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we uh, have about a hundred head of cattle right now, um, we're actually in the middle of calving season, that's what I was doing yesterday. Uh, we had a, a stubborn heifer that didn't want to take her calf, so we were out there in the middle of the cold last night.
0: <laughs> so even though you are working so hard, you're also leaving school and working just as hard after that too.
1: Yeah, it's it's a balance. I try not to take work home with me and I try to not take home to work with me um, it, it works out for the most part sometimes things are a little bit conflicting um, for example winter blues was saturday and we also had three community service projects on saturday so i kind of had to let my kids take over and, and i wasn't there for them as much on saturday as i would have liked to have been but winter blues was a huge success and i'm so glad that i went
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I I love that you're so active in both places, in the agricultural world, outside of the school system. And you are very, very active directly inside of the school system. Um, So that's, I mean, it's tough. What you're doing is very tough, but you are, again, absolutely amazing. And I couldn't imagine anybody better for this job.
1: Thank you so much. That really means a lot, especially coming (laughs)
0: from you. Oh my gosh, no, 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 no. Um, so is
1: there anything else
0: that you might want to add to what you're doing towards your, your uh, goals for the future? Or do you want a, a shout out for community help? Is there anything that the community can do for you guys?
1: Um, I don't think so. Our community has already been so supportive and, and the students and the administration and the teachers and everybody here at the school, they're just phenomenal. And, and I just, I really am I'm in awe of the things that we've been able to accomplish as a first-year chapter and, and the things that we've been allowed to do because the school has been so supportive and the community has been so supportive. Um, we are very excited about a future community service project that we're partnering partnering with um, West Virginia State University for. Um, we're going to be planting trees that WV state is going to be supplying for us and we're very excited um it's actually multiple chapters across the state are going to be participating and we're just very excited for that opportunity in the future.
0: Oh that's huge. That's going to be so good. I love the opportunity to get your hands dirty. That's going to yeah. be good. <laughs> and that's pretty cool that WV state is is uh, is helping to make that happen. I think we don't hear enough about them and what they are doing for agriculture in West Virginia.
1: Yeah, they're actually starting to um, shift a little bit into the agricultural industry. So we're very excited for them to be, um, they're not taking away from WVU, but they're going to be Mm -hmm. adding to and, and adding some extra things for students who maybe don't have the opportunity to go to WVU. So we're very excited to be partnering with them.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to hear more about their program. I'm, you know, keeping my fingers crossed to uh, potentially get an interview with somebody there. Um, so I can't wait. I'll keep an eye out. And um, everybody at home who's listening, make sure you keep an eye out too. There's some big stuff happening. I mean, right here in the state of West Virginia, there's always big stuff happening. So pretty excited about that.
1: Yeah, and another thing that my students are going to be doing, actually, this Friday, we're going to the legislature for uh, Career Technical Education Day. And we're going to be doing a uh, presentation on why FFA is so important, what FFA is all about, and trying to get Kanawha County to add more programs in the county. Because we're the first in a high school in Kanawha County. There is... uh, and programs in technical schools here, but we're the first high school FFA chapter in Kanawha County, so we're hoping to expand beyond our chapter and add other chapters at other schools.
0: And One of the things that I say all the time when I visit FFA chapters, when I um, do any sort of keynote speaking, is the ability to use your voice. That's how you're going to make that difference. That's how you're going to make that impact, and your students are doing just that they're using their voice to make that impact. So that's so exciting. That's going to be a really great opportunity. I mean, I feel like I've said that a million and one times throughout this this interview today, that's going to be a great opportunity. But I really think FFA provides those opportunities. I think you as an agricultural advisor are making sure that your kids have those uh, many different opportunities to take advantage of. And all it takes is one person to say, yeah, I, I want to take that opportunity and yeah, I want to make sure that we can make that happen um, for somebody's life to change, for you to make that community impact. And I love that you're doing that every single day.
1: I wouldn't be able to do my job if it wasn't for the wonderful students that I have. They have taken FFA and they have dived head first. <laughs> no questions asked. Anything that I mention, they're like, yes, let's do it.
0: Oh, so. I'm, and I'm sure that some students are finally just excited to have that opportunity because, like we mentioned in the beginning, this is this is the first opportunity that Sissonville High School is getting.
1: Yes. So, so yeah. specifically one of my freshmen, uh, she's my Creed speaker this year, um, she wrote in a letter to her sponsor for her jacket this year how FFA is the first time she's ever felt accepted in her academic career. And I, I teared up when I was reading it because yeah. that means so much. And that's,
0: that's going to make you feel really good because you are, you are the reason that's happening. So it's
1: yeah, they're exceed all expectations. I never thought that we would be competing in contests our first year as a chapter. So having a Creed speaker, an upperclassman Creed speaker and a horse judging team, our first year out of the gate is just beyond my my wildest dreams. I'm so excited and so happy.
0: Yeah, you should be. You should be. So I also wanted to quickly touch on something um, and you know, I might cut this out later, but I wanted to ask you, you guys are so close to Charleston so close to the state capital, so close to a major city in the state of West Virginia. Are you guys planning on trying to do any sort of urban planning or um, urban agricultural work to help out the city of Charleston?
1: I hadn't thought about that, but that is a wonderful idea. That is definitely something for us to think about and a possibility for the future. I am so glad that you brought that up because I did not think about it.
0: (laughs) No, no. I mean, you've got a million and one things on your plate right now, but Um, I was just talking to uh, somebody from Marshall University the other day. Uh, If you guys are listening at home, check out the podcast done with Amy White Parsons um, from Marshall University, but she is talking about a program that they're going to try to start at Marshall, um, and it's going to be about urban agriculture and developing that uh, ability to start a farming area in the urban cities or Um, In urban areas is is definitely what I meant to say. But I think, you know, having that ability here in the state of West Virginia and pushing agriculture in those areas is going to be super crucial moving forward. I mean, West Virginia is only growing and those areas are only getting bigger. And if we don't make sure that agriculture is still put in the forefront, it's going to be it's going to be a catastrophe moving forward
1: so my students actually last week just watched a TED talk on urban beekeeping oh, okay the importance of bees in our environment and how they are dying at huge rates right now so possibly we might get into urban beekeeping in addition there was a couple of students that were very interested in that so that would
0: be awesome oh my gosh this would be I, some- again
1: be experiences and and, uh, having those students do those as SAEs, maybe we can get on the national stage.
0: Yeah, that would be huge. I mean, how many people have that as an SAE?
1: I have no idea. I don't know that I've
0: ever heard of it. I don't think I have either. So that's going to be awesome. Hopefully you guys can maybe get involved in that or, you know, just find a way to jump into the city of Charleston to make sure that the youth in Charleston have some sort of idea of what agriculture is and maybe get, you know, different adults excited about the possibility of supporting an agricultural industry or an agricultural commodity. Um, so that might be something that you guys can eventually branch into. You guys have so many things happening right now, um, but that's going to be, that's going to be pretty
1: cool. Yeah. I'm very excited for all of the opportunities that we may have in the future. So we'll see where we go. All right. Well,
0: Thank you so much for talking to me about your program. I am sure going to be on the lookout to see what you guys are doing next. And for anybody watching at home or listening at home, make sure you guys keep an eye out for Assistantville FFA. They're up and coming and they're going to be amazing. And I'm pretty sure they're going to take FFA by storm here in the state of West Virginia. So, but I might be a little biased, but you know. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, Tune in next week to see who I might have for my Farmer Friday. And as always, please remember to thank you, farmers.